All right, glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. Get a lot of reaction to the interview with uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio last night on Hannity. And I'm not surprised. And um, I don't. I didn't even know what to expect. Look, I, just to give you a little behind the scenes of what these situations are like, I mean... Uh, people come in with their own agendas. People come in, and and it was my my point was I wanted to get information out of him. I wanted him to tell you, the American people, because I think this is going to be the number one single biggest choice election ever. Um, and I wanted you to understand what the choice is. Now he's not polling at the top. He's at one percent. He he certainly. You know, seconds after he got off the air, you know, he's tweeting out, oh, uh, donate here. Did you see me on with Hannity? Donate here. I'm like, okay. Uh, They didn't ask permission. No, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, I know the game. And um, we're having the interview. And I'm trying to get answers. And I my initial plan was that I'm going to. All right, we'll do a lightning round. And after the lightning round. Then we'll get into great specificity. He didn't want to do it that way. I'm like, all right, forget it. I'm gonna, I can sit there and say, there's a lightning round and fight with him. wasn't worth it. But on so many big issues, why is it he just refused to give the real answer? Now, and, and it was actually humorous at times, and I said to him a number of times, I said, I'm not running for president. You're running for president. My job is to ask the questions, and your job as the candidate is to answer the questions. I'm not looking to be president. I'm not, uh, I'm not running at, at this moment. I said, if I ever decide to run for president, and you have a show, and I go on your show, you can ask me all the questions you want to ask me. And I honestly, as a conservative, I don't have any problems describing my positions on any issue. You want to know where I stand on on foreign policy, peace through strength. What kind of strength am I talking about? Well, I don't want Americans in this environment where we start wars and the wars become politicized and then all of a sudden the people that were all gung-ho are now afraid that their poll ratings are going down in Washington and they don't want to win the war anymore. They just want it to end so we don't have to talk about it anymore. And in the meantime, in Vietnam, for example, we lost 58,000 kids. And then Iraq and Afghanistan were losing 10,000 kids. And thousands of others have had their legs blown off, their arms blown off. They're permanently disfigured. And, I mean, why do we do this if we don't have the intention of ever winning the war? And if this is going to be the reality that America is so politically divided that we can't fight a war without it becoming politicized, then we can't fight wars the way we used to fight wars. Which, by the way, there's no need to fight them that way anymore. And what I've been saying to anybody that'll listen is I want our military developing both offensive and defensive weapons. What would be the next generation of warfare? Because evil is going to exist. The Iranian mullahs have not gotten rid of their desire to destroy Israel and annihilate Israel and annihilate the United States. And, you know, the, the, the ISIS is gone in Syria, but they're not all gone. 
And we see a reemergence of al-Qaeda, actually, which uh, intel people that I know are saying is getting very alarming. So we have to be forever vigilant, especially in that ideology. It's, it's convert or die. It's you either believe what we believe or we kill you. And they feel that that is inspired by their faith. And all it really is is a sick, twisted um, ideology that they've adopted. They perverted their religion and using that as a backdrop to just go out and kill innocent men, women and children. And they'll some will even are so extreme, they'll even tell their own kids, you know, go go strap these bombs on yourself. Pull the pull the wire when you get inside the pizza parlor uh, or the shopping mall. And when you die, Allah's waiting with 72 versions. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about radical Islamists. I'm not talking about Islam. Talking about radical Islamists, those that would interpret the words of the prophet to go out and kill innocent men, women, and children. I don't care what your faith is, but if you have any sick, twisted ideology, be it Nazism or fascism, white supremacyism, uh, some of the Louis Farrakhanism, uh, any of these hate groups, they're all the same. It's just you know, they have no sense of humanity or balance in their lives and they're sick and ugly, twisted ideologies that would hurt innocent men, women and children. That's what we've got to protect ourselves in. And you got to remember about 100 million human souls on this earth were destroyed in the last century alone. Fascism, Nazism, communism, Imperial Japan, the killing fields, Cambodia. I mean, the numbers are staggering. You know, we just, it was the 75th anniversary recently of our brave men slamming the beaches of Normandy. I mean, go watch Saving Private Ryan. It, it, that's exactly pretty much what happened. People that are still alive that were there will tell you that. I've interviewed people that slammed those beaches. The waters were full of blood. They had to step over bodies and body parts of their fellow Americans. No, and, and they did not have the high ground. They had the low ground. And literally, it was like a target practice from above. And they're just they're mowing everybody down. And these guys would still charge the beach and charge the beach and charge the beach and get a little further and a little further and a little further and more died and more died and more died. But they did it anyway. So, so philosophically, if we can't fight wars, I'm just giving you my positions on things, I would say the next generation of weaponry where we can fight wars from a command center in the United States. And that means whatever, by whatever, whatever the minimum amount of force is necessary to win that part of the war should be used. And, you know, in some people's minds, what Harry Truman did to end the conflict with uh, Japan is, is still controversial, but no more American lives were lost. After Hiroshima and Nagasaki, we got to decide if we want to win these wars. We know that tyranny exists. You know, if it wasn't for Winston Churchill and America's late entry into World War II, I don't know. I, I, the world would not be what it is today. You read any history, the Nazis got way closer to domination of Europe than we ever imagined. They were rolling through countries very quickly. And, um, you know, we are safe in this country. It's the greatest country God gave man. 
thanks to God's gift and, and the best military we've ever had. Anyway, so if I'm running for office, my point is, I'm going to give you my answer. If I'm running for office and you ask me a question, Hannity, how do you feel if you have armed guards protecting you because you're a mayor? Um, how do you feel about citizens being able to defend themselves, assuming they don't have any history of mental health issues and they pass a background check? How do you feel about citizens having a gun in their home? God forbid if somebody comes to attack them. Bill de Blasio, I tried again. He wouldn't answer. Would you support any restrictions at all on abortion? Now what? Ten states debating this about whether or not you can have an abortion like the bill in the House of Commons in Virginia, where the bill's author admitted that, yeah, the bill would allow abortions even after a woman has begun the birthing process and is dilating. Well, at that point, if the baby's being born, it's a human soul. This isn't even abortion anymore. This is murder. This is infanticide. This isn't a choice. Uh, or the governor's even more. Well, in that instance, we'll first deliver the baby, and then we'll make sure the baby's comfortable, and then we'll the mother will decide what we're going to do and whether or not we're going to take care of the baby or not. Okay, that sounds like the most twisted thing I'd ever heard. I'm asking de Blasio these questions. All right, well, what are the, what are the new green, if we can't use steel and glass, what are, how are we going to make big buildings? And what about the steel workers, construction workers, the electricians, the plumbers, the painters, everybody else, the flooring people? You know, all right, there's 500 illegal immigrants in New York. He's offering them all free health care. Why don't we just say, if you violated our laws, we have to send you home, come back the legal way. Well, you can't do that, Hannity. That's cruel. That's mean. Um, I don't know. That's what Mexico does. That's, you know, you're not, you can't even get to the shores of Australia or New Zealand. I don't think Mexico would either throw you in jail or get your ass back home in seconds. Now they're lecturing us. You know, the same, did Obamacare work? Were the promises of Obamacare, keep your doctor plan, save money, did they, did they work? Would you promise the people of New York and the country that everyone that we have on video that we can identify that are assaulting police officers, can, can you promise them that you're going to go after every one of them for felony assault of a police officer? This is how frustrating it got. Do you think the money I've made is in the wrong hands? Listen to what I'm saying. Do you think right now your viewers feel that it's okay that the wealthy have as much as they have and pay as little in taxes. Do you think I work? Do you think it's okay that big corporations pay nothing in taxes? Do you know how much I make? Do you think that's okay? No, corporations pass taxes onto people. Corporations no, don't but pay there taxes. are there are corporations that pay no taxes Listen, in America. Is everyone that's in America. that? Is everyone in that video? I committing believe a crime? our professionals, who are police officers, know who commits a crime, and they will bring this. Is that justice. video evidence to you of an why, assault? Why do you not respect the NYPD enough to believe they can know? Right, that's doing. a silly statement. We're an no. NYPD hat and shirt every day. So then, why is don't that, you respect them to do their job is that a crime that we're I looking do. at yes Sean, or no Sean 
You either respect them or they don't. Don't play a game here. This no game. Serious. I want, I want them protected. Game. This is ridiculous. These Will are you promise to arrest These every person? professional. Will you promise to do I'm it? not going to personally arrest them. The NYPD will arrest them. And they know what they're doing. And you promise and to try know. to arrest everyone. Of course, anyone who Thank commits you. a crime of any kind we're going to arrest. Hallelujah. I've got to go to no, St. But Patrick's you're playing the game, man. Should every New Yorker I've have the it. same protection I you have? I believe people have rights. I believe we need new gun safety laws. I believe laws. people have and and should they have the right to a gun? We have a police department, and I've added 2,000 officers on patrol in this city in the last few years. Great. That is making it safer all the time. Should, That's the best way to protect Should people. every New Yorker that has a perfect mental I've health hold on, have a perfect mental health record and have a background check, would you agree that they have a right they have to, a right have, to be safe? Do you agree they have a right to have a gun they in their have house? A right to be safe. Great. Do they have a right I'm, to a I'm gun? I'm telling you what I think. Yes or no? I've answered you. The safest way you to do it. You're not is answering. To have a police department Should, that is supported. By the time you call the cops, even if it's a great response time, you might be dead. Again, we just have a different. You're protected. Safety, you have a, a. You have a team around you. Does every New Yorker, if somebody breaks into their house, they're good people, the law-abiding people, pay their taxes, obey the rules, pass the background check. Should they have a right to a gun in their house? I, I yes or no? I ain't buying what you're selling. You know, your plan will prevent tall buildings from being built no, in the city. That's not true at all. But it's going to cost more, according to no. your own words. It's very clear, Sean. You want to build a skyscraper? You can I do. Still build a skyscraper. And we want we want people look look all over Here, New York City. Sign the dotted line. I well, want to build. There money. you go. All yeah. over New York City, you see cranes, you see mm -hmm. construction workers, you see a lot of employment. I believe in that. On my watch again, five hundred thousand new permanent jobs and a huge number of construction jobs. That answered my question. So, no. I know I'm coming to it. So what we say is you cannot build the buildings that we used to build that create a huge amount of greenhouse gas emission. You need to be build buildings that are clean. There's a huge amount of work in that. Mm -hmm. We need buildings to be retrofitted. We're going to train workers to do that. There's Who's going to pay for jobs. it? Who's going to pay for the retrofit? The building owners, when they get the retrofit, make the money back over time because they don't spend as much on how energy. Much? Do you know how much retrofitting could cost a building yeah. in New York? Sure. Eight months into pregnancy, should a woman be allowed legally to have an abortion? Again. I've told you I believe women's right to choose, period. This is a smoke so screen. Is, yeah. It's a smoke screen. No, I'm not answering okay. your way. I'm answering my way. Are there other materials that you can use besides steel and glass? Yeah, there's certain. What? Certain, Tell me. I'm not the I, expert on building materials, but there's a lot of innovation what are we going to use? There. Here's the question. and no, no. trees? No, we can't use trees. Sean, We're killing trees. status quo is not working. All right, I have a theory on all this. I'll give it to you when we get back. I think one of the more frustrating things, I mean, if he believes in abortion up until the moment of birth, just say it. I don't think that you can win any position in, in higher government, any national election, if you're not willing to be straight with the people you are asking them to vote for. I mean, I mean that was the frustrating part of the interview. I thought it was also very revealing with de Blasio. You know, he does. Do you support an abortion, the right of a woman to have an abortion in month eight, month eight or month nine or during abortion? Or do you support or agree with the governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia? You know, what are you going to replace? You know, it was funny. I mean, he said, well, we got wind power. I'm like, OK, you're going to put the windmills in the Hudson. Good luck with that passing in New York. It's not going to happen. Oil, gas, energy, it's, it's, um, it is the lifeblood of our economy. It's going to be for decades, whether they believe it or not. 
you know, forcing buildings to retrofit. No more glass or steel. But if you do, we're going to tax the hell out of you. That was the other thing. We're going to tax you at 70 percent and you only get 30 cents of every dollar. And then, by the way, if you save too much of your 30 cents, then we're going to come back and take more. And then when you die, uh, if you live in New York, between federal, state, city, you pay 56 cents out of every dollar you saved and already paid taxes on twice now. That's what they want. That's the Democratic way. And why couldn't I get an answer on, will you make sure everyone that's assaulting these cops gets arrested? Absolutely, I would. Question's over then. Gives you the latest breaking news when he hits the air. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, twenty-five till the top of the hour. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? Look, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. It's frustrating to sit there and ask a simple question. Do you have any restrictions on abortion? Is that Linda? Is that a hard question? No. What are the restrictions? Do you have any? He won't answer. I support Roe v. Wade, and it's a sacred right of a woman to choose. Okay, in the eighth and ninth month, can a woman have an abortion legally in your mind? Will you support that? Can Americans, should Americans have, he had like six bodyguards with him that are armed police officers. And I talked to a number of them. They're great people. And I I think uh, mayors and politicians, I said this when Obama was president, the Secret Service, we got to protect our elected officials. I fully support it because there's so many nutcases out there in the world. I want everybody protected. And I said that at the time. And I say it again today. But would you support? Most people can't afford to have private security with them. Most people are on their own. If somebody breaks into somebody's house. Would you agree that if you're law abiding and you have no history of mental instability and you get your background check, we already have background checks, would you support the right of Americans to have a firearm in their home to protect themselves? I'm not playing this game. It's not a game. It's No, the best part was him saying, I'm not buying what you're selling. Uh, I'm not selling. I'm like, He's not selling anything. He's asking you a question. It's, and I'm like, okay, I'll ask it another way. Will you allow people to protect themselves the way you're protected? I mean, that's what I love. You always see these these Hollywood stars with their armed guards. OK, well, but they don't want us to be able to protect ourselves. Are they worthy, more worthy than us? Are their lives more important than our lives? And it went on from there. Uh, you know, he already supports. OK, he supports giving free health care to illegal immigrants. New York is sort of like a quasi sanctuary city. Not exactly there yet. Okay, you want to retrofit these buildings, and his answer is, well, the the owners will pay for it. Well, I mean, if people invest and they buy a building or an apartment and they rent it out, a lot of people, maybe a very small, tight margins, it's going to drive them bankrupt. Just like his 50% corporate tax rate. He couldn't seem to understand, kept saying, what about all these companies that don't pay taxes? Well, Amazon disputes whether or not they pay taxes. I don't know what they pay, what they don't pay. They have been out there screaming that this is how much they pay. 
But put that aside for a second. Corporations really don't pay taxes. You raise corporate tax rates. One or two things are going to happen. They're just going to raise the price. They're not going to lessen their profit margin. And they're going to pass the cost on to you, we, the consumer. Or they're going to decide to get the hell out of here and go to a more business-friendly country and then import whatever it is because they're going to save a bundle. They'll make more money. So that's the danger of that. 70% tax rate. Then after the 70%, then you got to, if you save enough of your 30 cents, if you, have a, if you save a million, they want 1% or 2 million. They want 1%. If you save more, then they want 2, 3, 4, 5%. And the bottom 50% of wage earners don't pay any federal income taxes. You know, why, why and, and actually we didn't air this part. I'm going to try and air a part of this tonight. Probably the only part I'm, I'm going to put in tonight, and I think they're going to put it up on the web after that. Um, and that is, I said, well, here's Obama's record. I went through my litany, 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty. And then I talked about Trump's record on the economy. Uh, why? How did we get there? And it's because he cut taxes. He incentivized business and he ended burdensome regulations and he made a more business friendly environment. But, I, but whatever I would ask, what are, what are you going to, you can't use steel and glass to build a building. What are you going to build it with? We can't use, we can't use trees. I did say that because. We're you want to hear something funny? Yeah, go ahead. So, so many people, you know, they were super excited about this, this interview and the fact that you were even giving the guy five minutes and uh, Charlie Daniels Jr. just texts me and he goes, you know, Linda, I love Sean. He's a sweet man. But, but two minutes into that interview, I had to turn it off because <laughs> I couldn't watch that guy. It's hysterical. Oh, great. Well, he's not back tonight then. There you go. There's my answer. I haven't seen the ratings yet. Uh, you know, going to give illegals health care. Okay, who's going to pay for all this? I could not for the life of me. I could not for the life of me understand why he can't say. I said, there, all those people, they're on tape. They're on video. Look at their faces. We know who they are. We can find them. Will you promise? Well, you don't tr- you don't believe in the police. I'm like, what are you talking about? I wear an NYPD hat almost every day or an FBI hat. I said, no, I want you to commit that you're going to find every person that assaulted your police officers. And he, he, he couldn't answer it. I'm like, that's the it, this, I can't get any more softball. But the thing is, now think a little bit more deeply about this. Why? Why can't he answer these simple questions? Well, I, I guess he had his own. He wanted to show he can sit next to me. Okay. Big act of courage. But if you're not going to tell people, people aren't stupid. They know you're ducking and dodging and weaving and spinning like a top. Uh, I had to work to get that point across. I mean, I worked pretty hard. Rather not have to, I'd rather ask a question, get the answer, move on. But you know what you did, Sean? What did I did? You, you had... You know, the uh, the tenacity to I have an interview. Yeah. And to his credit, he showed up. Agreed. Okay. This is something that, you know, we hope that all of the candidates would do because the platform and the door is open. You want to talk about your platform? You want to come on and have an honest discussion? You're willing to have it. And the only person that's had, you know, the cojones to do it so far is it, Bill de Blasio. Okay, but he didn't want to answer simple, basic questions. Now, why is that? I don't think he has the answers. Uh, no, he does. No. Oh, no, no. I don't think he does. Oh, no, no. He is a true 
radical leftist, statist, socialist, redistributionist. Look at his comments. About, I don't disagree with you. There's but plenty I... of money. It's just in the wrong hands. And I'm like, oh, did we steal the money we have? People that have money. Anybody that I know that has any money. Anybody. Well, that's a better question for his wife. I don't know. I, I could have gone there. I didn't. Um, oh, you're talking about the money. Talking about the money that's the nine hundred thousand. Yeah, I know nine hundred million. I, I'm sorry, nine hundred million. I, I I stand corrected. I love it. I love that. Woohoo! Inside joke today. All right. So, but the point is, he does have the answers. He does not support any restrictions on abortion. He doesn't care who pays. He wants to confiscate, and frankly, it is stealing. And there's another side of this. He couldn't even admit that Obamacare. You know, the promises of Obamacare, keep your doctor plan and save money, all were promises that never were fulfilled. They were broken. They were lies. The Green New Deal is a bunch of lies. They're not going to be able to afford what they say they're going to afford. And they're building false hope in people. Um, By the way, speaking of the Democrats in New York, Republican bill in New York would have increased the penalties for all these assaults on police officers after these incidents which have occurred, uh, bucket-wielding mobs attacking cops now, which has become ever so popular in New York. And anyway, so they introduced a bill in the assembly that would make throwing or, sp- or, or spraying, I'm sorry, in the, the, yeah, in, this, in the assembly, spraying water or any other substance on a police officer is a classy felony punishable by up to four years in jail. I like that law. Well, unfortunately, the Democratic Assembly Speaker, uh, what's his name, Carl Heastie? He decided, uh, will decide whether Bill gets brought up to a vote, indicated his opposition to the measure this week. That's so, they won't even stand up for police. Well, if I'm a cop, I'm saying, I'm done. Don't expect me to go out on a limb for you. I'll, I'll do my 20, 22 years, I'll get my retirement, I'm out of here. If you're not going to have my back, forget it. You know, and then we get to the, the all these, this is what they do. This is what, if they win, all of them want to do to the country. And that's the scary part. You know, the fact that they now move on, you know, uh, fake news, conspiracy, Roswell, Rachel Maddow, MSDNC TV, they put up on the screen, Trump-inspired terrorism nbc news did that brian williams fancies himself a newsman lion brian he's on at 11 o'clock says he does a news show is he proud of that is tom brokaw proud of that i mean you just you gotta ask yourself you have another nbc news contributor raising suspicion over trump's order to fly u.s flags half staff until august 8th the only thing I know about August 8th is that that is interview day at Express Employment Professionals, one of our advertisers. That's all I know. Which is today. Anyway, see, they have this uh, former FBI assistant director for Counter Intel made the claim on Lion Bryan's show. And uh, anyway, Trump issued the order as a mark of a solemn respect order, you know, U.S. flags and half staff till the 8th. And the president's either getting really good advice or rejecting it. He's getting really bad advice. We have to understand the adversary and the threat we're dealing with. Then he says the president says we'll fly it till August 8th. That's 8-8. Now, I'm not going to imply that he did this deliberately. 
This is Rachel Conspiracy Theory Maddow MSDNC. We have to understand the adversary and the threat we're dealing with. And if we don't understand how they think, we'll never understand how to counter them. So it's little things and language and messaging that matters. The president said that we will fly our flags at half mast until August 8th. That's 8-8. Now, I'm not going to imply that he did this deliberately, but I am using it as an example of the ignorance of the adversary that's being demonstrated by the White House. The numbers 8-8 are very significant in neo-Nazi and white supremacy movement. Why? Because the letter H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And to them, the numbers 8-8 together stand for Heil Hitler. So we're going to be raising the flag back up uh, at dusk on 8-8. No one's thinking about this. No one's, no one's giving him the advice or he's rejecting the advice. So understand your adversary to counter the adversary. Sounds like Louis Brown. 16 and 3 are 19. Remember the Million Man March? What is this guy talking about? That's how nuts they are at, at, at MSDNC. Well, he is in counterintelligence. Maybe he took that term literally. It's the same NBC that downplayed the Dayton shooter's endorsement of Elizabeth Warren. Oops, let's not, let's not, let's not talk about that. You know, and if we're going to use their standards, the New York Post pointed out the Twitter account of the Dayton shooter showed extreme left-wing postings lamenting the president's election and referring to immigration detention centers as concentration camps. Oh, based on their logic, I mean, that would mean Connor Betts was inspired by AOC because she said that. You know, Biden's brother, by the way, faces a federal lawsuit. Tell you about that another day. And then you got Bezo Bozo. He's another one percenter. He's become uh, the first candidate to admit that he would support mandatory programs that would force Legal gun owners to give up their firearms. Great. Did he run? I doubt he said that. By the way, imagine if um, Donald Trump said a former Klansman, Robert Byrd, was a very close friend of mine and a mentor. Well, Joe Biden said it. Hillary Clinton said it. All of them said it. It's uh, pretty unbelievable. Oh, by the way, we did have four people die in a California mass stabbing attack. And, uh, Media hasn't covered it much. It was in Southern California. Man, police say full of anger, went on a two-hour stabbing and robbery rampage in Southern California, killing four people, wounding two others. Garden Grove man taken into custody after he came out of a 7-Eleven in Santa Ana, southeast of Los Angeles, dropped a knife along with a handgun he had taken from a guard. Violence appeared to be random, and the only known motive seems to be robbery, hate, and homicide. Um... We know this guy was full of anger, harmed a lot of people. The suspect, all the victims were Hispanic. The attacks on more than a half dozen places, et cetera, et cetera. Detectives were interviewing. We have video showing him attacking these people. Okay, I wonder why. More people died in yesterday's attack. You know, then why do they choose one story and not the other? You know, are we going to blame Bernie? Are we going to blame for the Scalise shooting? We're going to blame Warren for the Dayton shooting. Are we going to blame every Democrat for every heroin death because they don't control the border? Or if somebody crosses that border and commits murder, rape, or or some horrible crime, again, one person gets through, could be a disaster. There's so much hatred out there, and most of it is directed at 
this president. And I think all they're going to end up doing is helping to reelect this president. New York Times warned that millions of voters who didn't like Trump in 2016 now do. That's the New York Times. The ones that were forced to change their headlines by the radical Democratic Party. Of course, the media takes dictates from the Democratic leaders. By the way, the El Paso shooter's mother complained to the police that he had this AK-47. Why didn't they do more about that? Why aren't people outraged about Joaquin Castro doubling down on outing Trump donors? I mean, if Trump did it, what would happen? Now, there is a lot that is going on with NRA background checks. We already have background checks, but, you know, let's just let's just be very serious here. A lot of this is very, very dangerous territory. And these are uncharted waters that we have what they want to do. Like, for example, you know, they've been talking about these new laws and I don't trust the government to just step in and, you know, make an evaluation on their own. With these so-called, what are they calling this new law that they want to pass? You guys aren't even listening, are you? No one's paying attention. You know why? Because they're making fun of me. That's the best part. What do they call the law that they want to, early warning, what are they saying it's called again? Red flag. Red flag, okay. Uh, I don't trust the government to do that ever. Now, if they see somebody's crazy on Twitter or crazy on social media, yeah, they should look into it. All right, 800-941-SEAN. We'll continue. Maria Beto has said he is running in the name of decency and democracy. As bad as this may sound, could this moment be a chance for Beto to gain some momentum? And here in Chicago, dozens of people shot, seven dead. Those numbers include two mass shootings in the early hours Sunday. CBS2 is mapping this violence. Those two shootings happened within three hours of each other, just blocks apart. CBS2's Mugo Digwe is live outside Chicago Police Headquarters with the numbers. Those two shootings happened in the same neighborhood. More than a dozen people were shot. One of them did not survive. Now, the first shooting happened just before 1.30 on Sunday morning at Roosevelt Road and Frank Francisco Avenue in Douglas Park. This is the chaotic aftermath. Injured people on the ground, several ambulances, and dozens of police officers on scene. Police say the victims were standing in the park when someone in the black car pulled up and started shooting. A total of seven people were shot, four men and three women. Then less than three hours later, another call. Eight more people shot also in Lawndale near 18th and Kildare. You can see the bullet holes left behind in these parked cars. Police say unknown suspects fired shots into a large group of people at a block party. 33-year-old Demetrius Flowers was killed. We spoke with his father. Please stop. It's, it's killing our families. It's destroying the fiber of our, of our communities. We have to stop this senseless killing. Because if we don't, there's nothing going to be left. There's nothing going to be left. Right now, police say they are working to see if those two shootings are connected. Live at CPD at headquarters, Mugo Adigwe, CBS 2 News. And this is an issue that resonates with voters. This is an issue that resonates with young people who have grown up in the age of mass shootings, afraid that they may come to their school because it has become a way of life. It seems to me that this political issue could be something that the Democrats could get some traction on. All right, as we uh, continue on, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program, 
everybody, well, we've Donald Trump needs to calm down his rhetoric. Uh, what about the left? What about the I want to blow up? I think an awful lot about blowing up the White House. What about the when's the last time an actor killed the president? Maybe at that time has come again and severed heads and Nazi, 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 liar, 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 traitor, basically been called by people over Russia, Russia, Russia and everything in between. And and the narrative we've got to change the rhetoric comes only in one direction. Donald Trump is not calling for any violence. Donald Trump didn't blame Bernie Sanders for the shooting of Steve Scalise. He's not blaming Elizabeth Warren and all the socialists for what happened in Dayton, Ohio. He's not blaming Democrats and saying they are responsible. Well, we have nearly 300 deaths a week from heroin overdoses in America. Why? Because we don't have the borders secure. If we had the borders secured, 90% of that heroin wouldn't be here. Uh, same with fentanyl or the homicides and the rapes and the... Uh, Aggravated assaults in a two-year period, 4,000 homicides. Nobody seems to care about them. And why the selective moral outrage? 59 people shot in Chicago last weekend, the very same weekend. Not a word, not a peep. You know, the cities that have been run for decades by people that claim to be the most compassionate, the most loving, the ones that say they are, you know, the other guys are racist. We're not racist. Well, Donald Trump becomes president. We go from 13 million Americans added to food stamps and 8 million Americans added to the poverty rolls and the lowest labor participation ever. Well, now we have the best employment situation, more Americans working than ever before, the best number since 1969. And last Friday, again, Another record low set for African-American employment in America. Hispanic Americans, record low. Women in the workplace, record low. Youth unemployment, record low. Asian Americans, record low. Uh, oh, I guess that was all done by the racist guy. But this is just, it, 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 all it is, the same cast of characters, the same people that push their conspiracy theories, their hoax, their lies, the, their impeachment of Trump, the same stormy, stormy people, impeachment, impeachment people, Russia, Russia people uh, are back. And this time it's not asshole, asshole, and it's not uh, a manufactured crisis. No, it's racist, racist. Anything to bludgeon a political opponent, even raising money hours after a tragedy like Elizabeth Warren did. And the DNC is doing. Joining us now to discuss this in the course of the nation's debate and discourse, we have Pastor Daryl Scott back with us and the Reverend uh, Charles Christian Adams. Welcome both of you back to the program. You know, Pastor Scott, I mean, I, I just sit back and I watch and I don't think any one man has been attacked, had his character uh, assassinated and been beaten up with more lies, propaganda, misinformation than this president. You're absolutely right. I mean, from the moment he descended on that escalator in Trump Tower, it began. And people try to act like the president is the initiator of any uh, uh, um, hostility or any, any hostile words. But from the moment he came down that elevator, he entered the campaign as a serious, that escalator, excuse me, he entered the campaign as a serious candidate. And they began to mock him and call him names. And when he began to hit back and counterpunch, that's when the offense started. But it's like you said, you have these guys with this same rhetoric that they're opposing. Cory Booker said that he wants to punch the president in the face. 
Biden said he wants to go back behind the gym and fight him. Now, if they go back there, I'm putting my money on the president. He probably choked Biden out. Maxine wants to exalt him. And all Trump believers, Maxine Waters, Mad Maxine said for uh, uh, everyone to oppose and to intimidate and harass everyone that they believe to be a Trump supporter. They shot Steve Scalise. AOC said that it's okay to riot, but they want to act like this president is inciting violence. Uh -uh, it's, It's hypocritical. At best. What do you say, uh, Reverend Charles Christian Adams? Well, I think it, it is what it is. Uh, the fact that immigrants were targeted in the, in the first recent shooting uh, in El Paso uh, cannot be totally divorced from a lot of the anti-immigrant sentiment that has been Excuse uh, me, articulated. Pa- Reverend, I got it. Reverend, Reverend, what has Donald Trump said? Except secure the border, secure the border. You know that we lose three hundred. Well, do you? Um, let me finish. Do you know we lose three hundred Americans a week to heroin, and that heroin comes across ninety percent of it comes across that border in a two-year period. There were illegal immigrant criminals, not the ninety-nine percent. The criminals: four thousand homicides, thirty thousand violent sexual assaults, a hundred thousand other violent assaults. You know, the only reason we need the walls to protect against the cartels, the human traffickers, the drug traffickers, the criminal element, even if it's one percent, we have to protect the American people. Why is that a bad thing to ask people to respect our laws, our sovereignty and our borders? In the in the manifesto, the young man talked about his resentment towards, quote unquote, invading armies of immigrants. That's the same kind of but rhetoric didn't, didn't, that President Trump Reverend, has used. Me, but also, say, when we get to Reverend, the drug crisis, say, I am from Detroit, Michigan. I know about the opioid crisis, and it is nothing new. And you can relate a lot of the drug abuse to the poverty that has pervaded the inner cities. Now, the fact that it is now a suburban issue is, is very unfortunate. But we have been dealing with You're this wrong. in Detroit for a long time, You're wrong. and we You're are wrong. going to continue to deal with it. You're wrong, because I know a lot of people in Cleveland, Ohio, that abuse drugs that are not in poverty, and their families were not by They came from middle-class families. They came from good middle. I came from a middle-class family. I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up in the ghetto. I didn't grow up in the hood. We were never on welfare. And both my brothers are drug addicts right now, and my father went to work every day. And so that's not well, true please, that sir, poverty contributes to drug abuse. Drug abuse is a matter of choice. Now, poverty might contribute to drug selling, selling drugs, but people that don't want to try to go out and get an honest job and consider drugs as an easy way to get fast money, but don't try to act like drug addicts and yes, drug users are victims of why, society because they are that not. That is why you will see a proliferation of drugs and guns, by the way, in the cities with high poverty rates. The poverty rate for African Americans in Chicago is three times the rate of whites. The poverty rates for Hispanics in Chicago is almost 20%. It's over 20% in Mississippi, by the way. But you're talking about drugs and violence that is directly related to social stability. And And let me ask you this question, Reverend. Reverend, how many of these people that are living in poverty are wearing $300 tennis shoes and have iPhones and have earbuds in their head? They're in poverty on paper, but they're not in poverty uh, on the black market and off the system. I don't want to hear this. The black, the black community is the largest com- consumer of, of these type of goods it is. Everybody's got an iPhone, 
Everybody's got 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 brand new LeBron tennis shoes and Jordan tennis shoes. You're just giving me your opinion. That is your opinion. That is your opinion. You are not quoting any type of reliable statistics, and I don't even think it's germane to the conversation about how many kids in Chicago are wearing three hundred dollar gym shoes. How much do your gym shoes cost, and how much money do you make? That's it's irrelevant. I, I, I pay I pay about I pay about thirty dollars for mine at the outlet store because I'm cheap guy. I'm a cheap person. I'm not trying to walk in, and live up to social They are dying in status. Chicago. They are dying in Milwaukee. They are dying in Detroit. They are dying. Well, they All right. Dying. Let, well, I want to step in here. Who has run every one of these cities you have mentioned? You mentioned it's been run all those cities for decades by liberal Democrats. You know what? 13 million more Americans on food stamps after eight years of Biden-Obama, 8 million more in poverty, worst recovery since the 40s, 51-year low home ownership rate, lowest labor participation rate. Now we have the best situation since 1969 in terms of jobs available, record low unemployment, Hispanic Americans, African Americans, Asian Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment. You tell me that the Democrats... And their policies have not failed the people they say they love so much more than the quote, 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 racist, racist, racist Republicans. Their policies, they have failed the people in those cities. We had 59 people shot in Chicago again this weekend. Why aren't they talking about that? Right, but because 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 they can't bludgeon Trump with Chicago. Because then they're going to have to bludgeon their own. got shot in Chicago on Donald Trump. If they could somehow figure a way to blame those shootings in Chicago on Donald Trump, they would be shouting about them loud and long. They need to implement stop and frisk in Chicago, and they need strong leadership that needs to stop looking for racial accusations and genuinely wants to enforce the law. Americans are dying disproportionately at higher rates than other races in this country. And we also are suffering poverty at higher rates. And Donald Trump and Donald Trump now issue. is given more opportunity to more people, the forgotten men and women that I call them, than any other president in modern history. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. 800-941-SEAN is our number. All right, as we continue, we don't have a lot of time here. Uh, Pastor Daryl Scott is with us. He's the head of the President's Diversity Coalition, Reverend Charles Christian Adams. Uh, we have about a minute each, and Reverend Adams, I'll let you give your minute. I want you to answer this question. You tell me why all these big cities run for decades by liberal Democrats have failed the people in their cities with high unemployment, no opportunities, and high rates of violence. Why? Why have they failed repeatedly? Because unemployment rates, poverty rates are national issues. You cannot localize it, just like you cannot localize gun laws. Chicago has some of the, the Illinois has some of the most the strict gun laws in the country. However, Indiana does not. And because of that, the flow of guns are going to come from other states. And the poverty rate has a strong effect on how people deal with the uh, stresses and challenges of life. Like Reverend Scott said, they are going to choose antisocial means of gaining income. When you have 1.6 million people living in poverty in Illinois and 1.2 of them living in Chicago, 
you're going to see the kind of disparities in uh, the graduation rates and the violent rates that we are seeing. It is something that is a national issue. We saw it starting to turn around in 2016. When you, when you invest in the infrastructure, when you cut all this... Uh, when all right, I don't have a minute, but you know what? Tax- they, uh, Reverend Scott will give you the last word. But they have failed. We have 30 seconds. They have failed the people they say they care about the most. They failed them because, once again, it's political. They don't have a heart or a concern for these people. They're doing everything for the sake of politics. They want to hold on to their office so they can continue to pimp these cities out and pimp this community out, get as much money as they can before they retire and it off to the next one. They're too busy involved in these scams. That's why they go in thousandaires and leave out of office millionaires because they're pimping out these communities and they don't really care about the people. It's all political. And once again, all I'm going to say is I want our Donald Trump. We hear about it all the time. I want our American family saved. We can do it. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Got a lot of feedback um, from a lot of people on the interview with uh, Mayor Comrade de Blasio of New York last night. The thing that seems to stand out the most in everybody's mind is all of the times he just refused to answer simple, basic, fundamental questions about what his beliefs are. Um, uh, anyway, at the, so I'm talking to Bill O'Reilly last night after the show, and he said he saw it with a group of people, just, you know, no, not media people, just regular folks that, you know, he knows friends of his, and they had some amazing observations and he had a pretty interesting observation, not very different from what I was saying at the beginning of the show, but I want you to hear it. Uh, and just to remind people here are the big issues he just ducked and dodged and would never answer. Do you think the money I've made is in the wrong hands? Listen to what I'm saying. Do you think right now your viewers feel that it's okay that the wealthy have as much as they have and pay as little in taxes? Do you think I work? Do you think it's okay that big corporations pay nothing in taxes? Do you know how much I made? Do you think that's okay? No, corporations pass taxes on to people. Corporations don't pay taxes. No, but there are corporations that pay no taxes in America. Is everyone in that that video committing a crime? I believe our professionals who are police officers know who commits a crime and they will bring this to justice. Is that video evidence to you of an assault? Why do you not respect the NYPD enough to believe they can know what they're doing? That's a silly statement. We're an NYPD hat and shirt every day. So then why don't you respect them to do their job? Is that a crime that we're looking at? Yes or no? Sean, you either respect them or they don't. Don't play a game here. No game. I want want them protected. This is ridiculous. These are professionals. professionals. you promise to do I'm not going to personally arrest them. The NYPD will arrest them. And they know what they're doing. And you promise to try to arrest everyone. Of course, anyone who commits a crime of any kind we're going to arrest. Hallelujah. I've got to go to No, but you're playing the game, man. Should every New Yorker have the same protection you have? I believe people have rights. I believe we need new gun safety laws. I believe laws. people have and, rights. Should they have the right to a gun? We have a police department, and I've added 2,000 officers on patrol in this city in the last few years. Great. That is making it safer all the time. Should, That's the best way to protect Should people. every New Yorker that has you. a perfect mental I've health hold on, have a perfect mental health record and have a background check, would you agree that they have a right 
They have a right have, to be safe. Do you agree they have a right to have a gun they in their house? They have a right to be safe. Great. Do they have a right I'm, to a I'm gun? I'm telling you what I think. Yes or no? Safe. I've answered you. The safest way you to do it. You're not is answering. To have a police department Should, that is supported by the time you call the cops, even if it's a great response time, you might be dead. Again. We just have a different. You're protected. Safety, you have a, a you have a team around you. Does every New Yorker, if somebody breaks into their house, they're good people, the law-abiding people, pay their taxes, obey the rules, pass the background check. Should they have a right to a gun in their house? I, I yes or no? I ain't buying what you're selling. You should a woman be allowed legally to have an abortion? Again. I've told you I believe woman's right to choose, period. This is a smoke so screen. Is, yeah. It's a smoke screen. No, I'm not answering okay. your way. I'm answering my way. Are there other materials that you can use besides steel and glass? Yeah, there's certain. There's certain Tell I'm, me. I'm not the expert I, on building materials, but there's a lot of innovation what are we going to use? There. Here's the question. and no, no. trees? No, we can't use trees. Sean, We're killing trees. status quo is not working. I know it got frustrating, but I, just to give you a little background to all this, we went 65 minutes without stopping. And, and literally, we, we had minutes to throw this thing together to fit it to the time of the show, which is less than 60 uh, straight minutes. Anyway, Bill O'Reilly, I talked to him after the show last night, and I thought he had some amazing observations. He was with a group of friends of his. Now, remember, he's savant when it comes to TV. He understands ratings, audience better than anybody I've ever met, and I think I'm pretty knowledgeable on it. How are you, sir? Uh, By the way, BillOReilly.com for all things Bill O'Reilly. How are you? I did a big thing on uh, that interview on BillOReilly.com. Oh, the, no. Should uh, I read it, or you gonna, did you beat no, you my brains in? You can watch it. You don't have to read it. It'll be posted at 7 tonight. Now, were you, even, were you nice to me, or were you, you know, because back in the day, you wouldn't even say Hannity's up next. I mean, we're friends now. You said you were nice to me, right? Yeah, but I didn't know who you were then. <laughs> Nobody yeah, knew I who no I was. Idea. Who's this guy on after me? I don't even know who that is. Um, look, a couple of things. Number one, you owe me money for making me sit through de Blasio twice, Okay. Oh, I no. I saw it. Now I had to listen to it. <laughs> so I'm watching this with a bunch of people, normal people, uh, not media people. The folks. And they, and they don't have a lot of uh, time or uh, emotion invested in Bill de Blasio. They know he's a communist and that he's running the city into the ground. But, and, you know, these people are working and they have kids and they're not really focusing on him. So here, let me just run down a list of what was apparent. Okay. Number one. The guy came in to talk to you because he's polling zero in New Hampshire. That means not one human being in New Hampshire, according to the Boston Globe, wants Bill de Blasio to be president. Not one. You figured you get some drunken guy in Derry to come out. Oh, I love... No, no one. Siena Pole, New York, Blasio, the least popular politician in the entire state. There are people in prison more popular than de Blasio, all right? So he's got <laughs> nothing going on. By the so way, says, by the way, you know, just the way there are people in prison more popular than this. Yeah, there are. By the way, Trump has better favorability in New York than, than de Blasio does. Look, it, it just go to the city and spend uh, three hours there. and you write, you're, <laughs> what is, It's a madhouse. So anyway, so de Blasio comes in because he needs attention. But he comes in with not a respect for answering a question. He wasn't going to answer anything, all right? He was going to try to make you, all right, look like some kind of right-wing kook. That's what he wanted to do. So the first thing I noticed was the body language. You know, he's a big guy. Buzz is about 6'8", six, 6'7". Six, and his hands are huge. Did you notice his hands? He has bigger hands than the mummy. 
the mummy had the biggest hands. The mummy got you. You could never get away. So he's waving his hands around, and you're, you know, close to him. He's leaning into you. And the body language says, I'm not taking any S from Sean Hannity. That's number one, and that's important. So he was there, basically, and then he had this little um, grin on his face. It's kind of my um, associates watching it with me said, well, he, he looks arrogant with that grin. It was just like his teeth were out there, but he wasn't really smiling. Um, and then what really struck me, and I concentrated hard on this on BillOReilly.com tonight, and each interview, no matter if it's frustrating or not, the subject and the interviewer, you, reveal themselves to a certain extent. Oh, great. Here, what did I reveal, unbeknownst to me? You reveal that you would have much rather been eating a steak anywhere <laughs> else than being there. I, you know what? That's actually not really true. I, I, I love now, my job. Engaged. You're I, engaged. I'm fully engaged. I, absolutely. I, it's, but let me tell you something. If you won't answer a simple question, I don't think you deserve to be president. Well, obviously, everyone on Earth agrees with you. Um, but what did he reveal? The key thing that he said is that your success, all right, a guy who started in Franklin Square bartending. Actually, dish washing up. dishes. Yeah, but it's close. All right. And worked his way up to the highest rated cable show, phenomenally successful radio show, become a millionaire. Your success, he said this, was because of favorable government programs or actions. And I'm going... What exactly were those? I've been in, I, my career parallels yours. All right, you're Levittown, I'm Levittown. You're Franklin Square. I painted houses. You you wash dishes, whatever it may be. I got to tell you, in the 50 years I've been in the marketplace, not once did the government ever help me obtain success. Not once. I guess maybe by keeping the Soviet Union from invading, I was able to make a living. But what is he talking about? What? And so that he believes that the federal apparatus or state apparatus is responsible for you being wealthy. So therefore, you have to give him and his apparatus the money back. That's insane. And he is Let me insane. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Bill O'Reilly on the other side. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, as we continue with Bill O'Reilly and his breakdown analysis of the interview from last night with uh, Comrade de Blasio, you know how bad it is, Bill. So he wants the 70 cents of every dollar, okay? All right, so we get to keep 30 cents. Now, if you save the 30 cents and you save too much of the 30 cents and you... He's back. No, then, then he wants another yes. one, two, three, four, or 5% more. He's back. He's back. Now, right. another bite at the apple. Now... Let's say it's the dumbest thing my accountant says to me every year. Don't die in New York. And I'm like, I'll try not to, because if I die in New York, we have a 40 percent federal death tax. After right. you've Cuomo, paid Cuomo and de Blasio come to your house. Yeah. And they, and they move your sofa out. One takes one part. The other. The no, other. Bill, it's worse it's than crazy. that. You, you know, back in the old days, in our days, you know, there's probably gold in your teeth. They're going to take the gold on the way out. Listen. Um, de Blasio is a true believer. He's a fanatic. He's a zealot. He's dangerous. And the fact that he's the mayor of the largest city in the country is frightening. All right? So that is the bottom line of your interview with de Blasio. You exposed him just by interrogating him as being a frightening individual because this guy doesn't respect achievement, 
doesn't respect hard work, and told one of the most blatant lies I've ever seen anybody tell on television when he said corporations don't pay any taxes. I have three corporations. I write millions of dollars of checks New York State and Washington, D.C. Why are we so stupid, both of us, to stay in this state? I mean, well, when I you mean, really think family, about it. There's family concerns and all of that. And, and I'm, but I, I'm with you. I mean, if they pass a wealth tax in New York, you can, I'm going to put on the steam record, sha-na-na-na, hey, 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 goodbye. Hey, hey Bill, right, if, if one of these lunatics becomes president, it will be That's 70 cents of every dollar, and then it's going to be the wealth tax, and then there's going to be the death tax. Right now, between federal, state, city of New York, 56 cents of what you saved your whole life that you already paid taxes on, you're going to have to give them 56 cents of what you have left. It's getting worse and worse and worse, and the Democratic Party is all in on it, and that's why they're going to have trouble in 2020. Now, let me ask you a question. Oh, God, my boy. God, you take you, Now you're like de Blasio. All night, de Blasio wanted to ask me questions. I'm like, well, when I'm yeah, running for president... Really he really didn't want an answer. <laughs> he just wanted to make you look bad. Right. I need an answer on this. Yes, sir. Bill O'Reilly, I'm in the hot seat. Go ahead. Okay. After the interview, yeah. what happened? Were you pals? Did you? Oh, I mean, the, the, you know me. I mean, uh, uh, this is not personal for me. This is about ideas. Did you, did you, did you chat? Did you? Yeah, I said, I said, look, if you want my humble advice, I'll tell you what, exactly what I said. An exclusive for BillOReilly.com and the Sean Hannity radio show. I said, I said, Mr. Mayor, I've been doing this 30 years and you not answering questions is not going to get you anywhere. I said and I said to him, watch every politician. Go back to 2015 and 16 and go back to Mitt Romney when he got out and John McCain when he got out. Everybody, when they get out and they give that last speech, it's always their best speech because all of a sudden they're unencumbered. With the pressures of people telling them what to say, where, and do. And I said, that's the speech you need to give, and you need to be able to say, yes, I support this, whatever it is. So you were trying to help him. I did. I tried to help him. He, he, he can't, he, he, he's, he's so wrapped up in the fear of exposing what he really believes. Well, look, you know. But you were cordial. You guys were cordial. No, no, no. Well, I mean, it's like Jim Acosta saying I was on some bus with him, and why didn't I go up in front of everybody and say to him, you're a liar and a conspiracy theorist and fake news? Number one, I didn't see him. Number two, he could have come to me. And number three, um, am I really supposed to be a jackass when I'm in no, public? I'm always like that, too. I mean, even if I don't respect a person, and I certainly don't respect Bill de Blasio, um, I, I wouldn't be rude to him, or no, I don't I, think I'd give him advice, Andy, but you should bill him for that. But, but let me, but listen, that is, you've seen it your whole career, I've seen it. The best speech these candidates give is the last one when they pull out, because now, all of a sudden, they're back to being themselves. Yeah, and but I don't want de Blasio to go back to being yeah, but himself. I want not, him to he, go he can't to win. Cuba, where he honeymoon. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, actually, you know what, um... It was actually very interesting. It's almost like you did a focus group for the show. I got a lot of insight out of it, and I do appreciate it. Um, anyway, I'm not going to watch your podcast if you're talking about me, because I just assume <laughs> that it's going to be character no, assassination. No, 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 no. I'm teasing. I, I, I salute you for getting him on. Yeah, I salute him for coming. Yeah, and I think you can get Buttigieg. Uh, I think you can get him. All next. right. Is that what you you're still sticking by Biden, though? You think Biden's going to be the guy? Yes, I think it's going to be Biden-Harris. That's All the ticket. Right. 
And by the way, Bill's book on Trump uh, comes out in what, October, right? Nope, September 24th, the United September. States of Trump. All right, good. We order it everywhere. and uh, I haven't gotten my early galley copy. I want to have no, it early. You're going to get a real book, a real book next week. All right, I want it autographed. I want, a, I want you to say num- one, meaning the first signature for that book. It might be worth money one All day. All right, you know, what I, you know what the inscription is going to be to you on uh, the United States of Trump from yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, Ready? Thank you for joining us on Bill O'Reilly. Combs is next and some other guy sitting next to him. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> To build de Blasio's new buddy. Oh, God, help us. <laughs> I don't think he would characterize it that way. By the way, 10 seconds after the interview, they leave, and he sends out a tweet. Watch me on Sean Hannity, and can you please click here and donate? <laughs> you see? I'm clickbait, Bill. And I'm Jennifer Aniston. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've become clickbait. All right, buddy. Thank you. Right, thanks for having me in. 800, 800-941-SEAN. You've got to see Linda's face is priceless. We'll continue. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. Hey there. Help you? What state is this? Sorry. You don't understand the question? Oh, no, I do. Most people know where they are. <laughs> People. You're in the glorious state of Arkansas, sweetheart. How'd you know they was lying? Well, this ain't Arkansas, so everyone is lying. Your idea is incredible. I can't argue with that. We pay for everything. So this country belongs to us. It's just business. Hunting human beings for sport. They're not human beings. <laughs> Every year, a bunch of elites kidnap normal folk like us. Where'd they get you from? Wyoming. Mississippi. Orlando. <laughs> and hunt us for sport. Hurry, hurry, hurry up. So it's true. We're being hunted. What are we awake? What is happening? Put him in the back with the rest. Gonna take a train. Down at the station. I don't care where we go. Now they can't see us. You just told them we're here. What was that? I think that was a rifle. Come on. Everybody get out of here. Jesus, come on. Who are these people? How are they getting away with this? You have no idea what you're up against. They're playing you. They'll tear you to pieces. We'll see. Of all the people you kidnapped, of all the people you killed, you picked the wrong game. Lady, you're crazy. All right, that was a movie trailer, apparently, for this new movie that is out where liberals hunt deplorables. I assume we're the irredeemable deplorables because who else would it be? Smelly Walmart shoppers that vote for Donald Trump, the ones that, you know, are are angry and bitter. And we cling to our God, our guns, our Bibles, our religion. Is that a problem? I didn't know that was a problem. Uh, Yeah. 
but you dare not to think like they, they know better than we do. Be grossly generalistic. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. I tell you, she just did my list. She stole my list. She forgot a few things. Dirty air, dirty water, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, racist, sexist, misogynist, uh, kill children, and, of course, feed granny and grandpa dog food before you throw them over a cliff and kill them because you don't care about them. Anyway, uh, news roundup, information overload hour. Danielle McLaughlin back with us. Jonathan Gillum, former FBI agent, federal air marshal, author of Sheep No More. Um, So ESPN was running the trailer for this movie where liberals hunt down deplorables for sport. I guess it's a, a, a ripoff of the Hunger Games. Yeah, I guess I guess it is. Uh, and for the record, um, as speaking for my fellow liberals, uh, this is not what we want to do to people we don't agree with. And I saw the trailer, and I I don't even have the words. I probably don't have words that I can say on radio. Um, this isn't helpful. This is kind of totally tone deaf. Uh, I get the feeling, honestly, at the end that the deplorables win. I, I get that feeling, uh, but I'm not sure this is the right movie for now. Uh, the right movie. For, now, look, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be. I would be lying if I sit here and, and feigned outrage over this <laughs> stupid movie. It's a movie. I don't care what's I in know. the movies. People are up. People no, are well, up. I, the Hunger Games series was actually. I thought it was very well done. I watched. I watched every one of them. Uh, they even have these games on video that you can play. I mean, you know, when you get to the level where I guess. You know, the different levels of of games that people play. This is a pretty sophisticated one. Um, and I know that a lot of kids like these these games. All right, fine. But if it was a movie where deplorables, Walmart shoppers, and those of us that cling to God, guns, or Bibles, and religions, and vote for Trump, if we ever did it, oh, the outrage. Oh, the feigned, selective, moral outrage. Oh, they'd be all worked up. Um it's a movie. You don't have to go to the movie, Jonathan. And frankly, if this is what liberals think is loving and compassionate and this is their fantasy to go out and hunt down people they disagree with, deplorables like uh, us, okay, well, then let them do it. And then I guess if something happens, we'll turn around and blame them because that's their logic. We should blame Bernie Sanders for Steve Scalise's incident and the other people getting hurt. We should blame Elizabeth Warren for the Dayton shooting. We should blame everybody that doesn't want a wall for heroin overdoses, human trafficking, and the the few bad people that do cross the border because we don't vet them that end up killing, raping, or doing something horrible to the American people, not the 99% that want a better life. But they're still not respecting our laws. Well, you know, this is going to be one of those rare times when I disagree with you on something here, Sean. And what I, I, I do put some of the fault in these people and the rhetoric that they push forward and the laws that they pass and they keep us from building a wall. But this right here, what what alarms me with this, Sean, is that this movie is, I don't believe a movie like this is being made for everybody to go see. It, it, this is a Hollywood-produced movie being made for the leftists in the country that hate the horribles. And that in and of itself, from a psychological standpoint, is sick. 
Yeah, but, but I'm going to tell you something. But, Jonathan, here's what I see. I see that Hollywood, as we once knew it, is dead. You know, there, there are way too many options out there now for people. I, I can't remember, honestly, the last time I ever went to a movie theater anymore. And there's no reason to go to a movie theater. I, I, I do think we're going to see more series like the things that we see on Showtime and the things that we see on Netflix. And Amazon Prime is amazing. And you basically have at your fingertips a plethora of anything that you want to watch at any time. Now, the two, the, the, the two genres that remain necessary live viewing would be sports and news. Short of that, everything's, everything else is on demand. You know, if you want to see I, sports, you will probably want to watch it live. You don't want to read about it, and then you're never going to watch it. Same with I don't. I'm not ahead. disagreeing with you on that. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. What I'm saying though is the the, the the scary thing about this is that the people that would go and see this, some of them are angry people, and you play these montages where Madonna's talking about blowing up the White House, and people have you know the, the Kathy Griffin where she's cut uh, Trump's head off. Now you have a movie that is going to motivate people to do crazy people to do crazy things. And I have a real problem with that when Hollywood is pushing something out like that political, when almost all of the mass shooters that we've seen lately have had political bends one way or the other. And I think that's becoming more and more of a thing. And in a movie like this, that it's a sick thing. It's showing that people that are, what they call deplorables, I call constitutionalists and people who love this country. They're talking about hunting those people. It's not, I'm never going to go see it. You're not going to go see it. It worries me, though, about the people that do go see it and what it's motivating them to do. You know, I, I want to jump in here. I, well, first thing, I'm not going to go because I'm so short that when I go to the movies, I can't see over people and it really annoys me. You've got to call ahead of time. We'll get you the front row, but it's going to kill your neck. I can't win, Sean. I can't win. So, number one, I can't go to the movies anyway because I just don't. I can't see a third of the screen. But I think there's a real, there's a difference, and we have to be really clear about what we've seen with with gun violence, for example, and what is motivating people. And so, one example is obviously El Paso. He had a manifesto. He referenced the New Zealand shooter. The New Zealand shooter had a manifesto. He referenced the Norwegian shooter from a few years back who killed nearly 80 children. So we haven't seen, and there's no data to support the idea that movies or video games uh, make people into sort of violent criminal thugs. There's just no research on it. There's no data. This is a talking point. It's not, there's no truth to it. So I think there's a difference, right? And yeah, this is a movie, and yeah, it's stupid, and yeah, it seems kind of tone deaf. And I, I'm deaf. I actually agree with Sean. People will vote with their feet. You're going to see it or you're not going to see it. And you're totally right about cord cutting. We're almost actually, I think, even might be even next year. There's going to be more people with Netflix and Amazon Prime and all of those things where you can choose what you want to see than have cable TV. But the double the standard is I've never heard such lies, misinformation, conspiracy theories, hoaxes, nonstop negative Trump news every second, every minute, every hour of every day. And the president who has condemned so many times white supremacy for being the evil that it is. Well, you got to say it again and again and again. Now, here's the interesting thing, because CNS News actually looked into this and repeatedly contacted the press offices for 
every presidential candidate, and that'd be Michael Bennett and Joe Biden, Blasio, uh, Cory Booker, and Buttigieg, and Castro, and uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and Kirsten Gillibrand, and Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris, and Jay Ensley, and everybody else, Amy Klobuchar. Guess how many were willing to go on record condemning Antifa, and we know that the Dayton shooter was praising Antifa in his tweets. How many asked? How many? Why can't um, they speak out as forcefully on that issue to show consistency? Well, I think they should. I mean, it's pretty clear that they should. Okay, um, but they didn't. But, now, but, but, but that's the point. They didn't. And if Trump three. and if Trump doesn't do it every single time they demand it, what's the reaction? Very different. But there's also a, you also the same see the same thing with people like Ilhan Ilhan Omar who is constantly required and forced to to uh, to, to to stand up against uh, Islamic terrorism just by the nature of the fact that she's a Muslim woman. There's double standards everywhere, and uh, there's no evidence that uh, Antifa poses the same kind of a threat that white supremacy does, and that is Rod Rosenstein in front of Congress two weeks ago, saying number one threat, domestic terror, is white supremacy. This is the FBI director talking. All right, as we continue, uh, Danielle McLaughlin and our Jonathan Gillum joining us. 800-941-SEAN is our number. We didn't get into this whole thing. There's a fitness company called SoulCycle and Equinox. And I see them all over the place. And anyway, people now calling for a boycott of this company. I hate when people call for these boycotts. Why? Because somebody disagrees with you? Because the Washington Post, owned by Amazon's Bezos, uh, says that Stephen Ross, the chairman, the owner... The parent company of these two fitness chains is holding a fundraiser for Donald Trump. Oh, I'm sorry. He has a different political view than you. Oh, now let's try and close down your business. What's your reaction to that, Danielle? Actually, for once, I agree with you, Sean. I think that um, this uh, this is a freedom of speech issue. This is uh, an issue where people can donate to whatever campaign they want to campaign donate to. If you're a Soul Cycle member and you don't like that, you're free to walk. But the idea that you're going to destroy a business because the owner has a different political view to you, I think it's really problematic. Well, I On mean, both sides. Equinox <laughs> and Soul Cycle, I mean, those are two great companies. They do a great job. Yeah. They do a great business. What does anybody care about what the owner of the company? Look, if I like, for example, a, a, a pizza place or I like a restaurant, and I find out that the owner is a big liberal. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Why do I care what he believes? If they serve good food and they give me good service and they're nice to me, what else do I need? Why do I care what they think? Jonathan. Well, we you know, typically don't because you, know, you wake up every day and you're trying to be a better person and you uh, take advantage of the rights and the freedoms that you've been given in this country uh, that God's granted through the Constitution. And, Sean, you're a perfect example of somebody who who is – gone through his life and continued to succeed. You've had hard times, uh, but you continue to strive and be somebody. Why? Because you're focused on you. These people on the left are so focused on everybody else and making them live the way that they want to live and that the way that they think that they should live, that they completely, that's what they do. And that they go out and they try to destroy anybody that disagrees with them. And I don't know if they realize this, but that is a very fascist, a very communist type of of mindset and tactic when they go around and do these things. Because ultimately, the people, Sean and Danielle, you should realize this, the people that do that will ultimately, if they win, will create a country that is governed by a totalitarian government. 
that's the way that they want things, and that's the way that they react, that's the way that they act, and the government that they will pull into will into the country will do the exact same thing. All right, got to leave it there. Danielle, thank you, and Jonathan Gillum, thank you. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. Your calls and a quick stop by by a friend of ours uh, when we get back. Hannity, great show tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. All right, as we uh, continue on, glad you're with us. Sean Hannity show, coast to coast, America under attack. And uh, if you're just getting in your car, the tragedy strikes America, terrorism today. Terrorists apparently hijacking four planes, attacking the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. And um, how this could have happened, we'll find out in the days and weeks to come. It's a sad day for this country. How is it possible to hijack four commercial airliners from major airports in the United States do so within a set time frame. Um, it is the equivalent of Pearl Harbor. This just into our newsroom. A plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. The another, was, another apparently plane. that was another plane. Seems to An airplane has crashed into the World Trade Center. Lost. There appears to be a gaping hole. Gone away. The whole side has collapsed. The whole building has collapsed. Not alone. Tower 2 has had a major explosion and a complete collapse. By the light. Tower 2 has collapsed. They're one of the towers. She stands. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center. This she waits. We're not going to be cowered by it that we're not afraid. Faithful friends. The freedom-loving nations of the world stand by our side. Stars. Proud to have the red, white, and blue. This country will not relent. Proud to be a part of this country. Carry me. I think about the families, the children. To the place. Freedom itself was attacked, and freedom will be defended. She The 
of the country now understand who the true defenders are. May the Irish hills caress you. May her lakes and rivers bless you. May the luck of the Irish enfold you. May the blessings of St. Patrick behold you. God bless Ireland, and God bless the United States of America. She stands. Now America is embracing a new ethic and a new creed. Let's roll. The phrase New York's finest and New York's bravest means something now, doesn't it? This is a time to reflect and be thankful for where we are today. And through the fire. We will rebuild New York City. She stands. Yet after America was attacked, it was as if our entire country looked into a mirror and saw our better selves. All right, uh, 23 now till the top of the hour, 800 941 Sean toll-free telephone number. Now, if you're a regular listener to this program, you know that we play that on 9-11. You know, I'll never forget. It's sort of like the Daryl Worley song, Have You Forgotten? People have forgotten. And I know it's natural. You don't want to fixate the fact that there's evil in the world, but there is evil in the world. Um, but I have some friends that were in studio before the show today. Uh, you know the guys, they've been on the program before. Tyler Merritt is with us. He's the CEO of Nine Line Apparel, and he's doing a documentary. They're filming it for 9-11 and people involved in the project. And what they hope to do is tell people about that day to remind people. You know, I don't understand why they stopped airing in real time the footage of that day. I really don't because I want to watch it. There's, I have to go searching for it somewhere on some obscure history channel someplace to find anything. It's like, oh, we, we gets people too upset. You, get, you see buildings hit. You see people literally because they're burning up, diving out of the top floors of the World Trade Center. We can't show people. Why can't we? Why can't we? Why don't we? And I always talk about when I wrote the book, Deliver Us From Evil, that was after 9-11 in 2004, and I'm doing all this research for this book. And the last century alone with communism and fascism, Nazism and Imperial Japan and the killing fields of Cambodia, we lost 100 million human beings in that century. My dad, right after Pearl Harbor, spent four years in the Pacific, you know, fighting with his buddies, you know, 19 years old. And unfortunately, we better understand that evil keeps propping up its ugly head. It might be a different manifestation. Al-Qaeda, okay, they, they're degraded, they're knocked out of the way for a while, but they're building back up. And then ISIS in Syria and the caliphate and convert, die, and there's still a lot of people in the world that are telling their young kids, that, yeah, you strap bombs on yourself and you kill uh, uh, Jews or you kill Americans, uh, you're going to get 72 virgins in heaven. And they're indoctrinated into that. And you have, you know, even some Palestinian kids, we've shown these, they're given cartoons that talk about killing the people of Israel. You keep hearing the mullahs of Iran, in Iran. What idiot would drop $150 billion in cash and other currency in cargo planes against a very country that says death to Israel, death to America, burns our flag and burns the Israeli flag and threatens to annihilate us? Why don't we just accept that that's how they really think? 9-11 Commission report. 
They were at war with us. We were not at war with them. Kobar Towers, the embassy bombings in Kenya, Tanzania. Then, of course, the USS Cole. Another instant instances, they were at war with us. We weren't on that footing, a war footing. Tyler Merritt is with us. It's ground zero, unshaken courage in the face of death. Uh, Bernie Carrick's involved in the project, right? Absolutely. Great guy. You guys interviewed me. I'll be the boring part of it. No, then the, the initiative is to ensure that the the lives of these individuals is not lost and forgotten. This was a horrible day, this, but from this day, you talked about it. This is where we came together, and I hope, and I really do pray that we don't have to have another attack from 9-11 to bring this country together because it's become so polarized. It's become left and right, not right and wrong. We, we don't have, uh, th- listen, Tyler, I don't think politically in this country we have the capacity to fight a war with the intention and steady purpose to win it. No, and that's the difference between that limited engagement and total war. And we talked about it before. My grandfather was 17, the first wave of Iwo Jima. You know, this was a war where we had a president that was willing to drop nuclear bombs to end it. That is total war by pure definition. And we are not willing to go back there. And if we're not willing to go to a total war, you will have a limited engagement just like Vietnam, just like we have currently. And no one wants to hear that. Okay, we lost 58,000 of our national treasure, our kids uh, in Vietnam. We lost, what, 10,000 around there in Iraq and Afghanistan, many others. We didn't give them the proper equipment. They didn't even have up-armored Humvees, so they're rolling over IEDs and they're blown to itsy-bitsy pieces. And, you know, if we were able, we save them, but they forever don't have their legs or their arms and they're disfigured. Um, And I don't think as a country we do enough for them, but I don't want to fight wars that way anymore. If, if we know for certain that there are going to be people that are going to be all gung-ho to go to war, and then somewhere in the middle, they're going to say, oh, oh, my poll numbers are down. Oh, I got to change what we're doing. Yeah, I spent the majority of my adult life uh, fighting and fighting in special operations group with some of the best human beings you'll ever meet. And, and it's very clear to us what needs to get done. I, I was there closing down Iraq when we left it uh, in 2011, when Malachi refused to sign that continuing resolution and allow us to continue to do what we needed to do, what we knew we needed to do. Uh, and we joked about it. We said that we would be back here. And the, the, the quote was, hey, is it going to be two years or four years? And and turns out that it was This right is pre-surge, four. right? Absolutely. Uh, which was controversial, but it did work. I don't want to fight wars this way anymore. And what I've been saying, and when the president made the bad budget deal, he said he did it because the military had been so depleted in terms of weaponry, and we had been spending such uh, such an inappropriately low percentage of our budget on the military that he had to make it up. It was like Reagan with the the gap of vulnerability, he called it, after taking over for Jimmy Carter. Anyway, I want the next generation of weaponry to be so sophisticated, this generation where we don't have to send people anywhere. We have the ability to see them from any position we want and hone in on a little itsy-bitsy car. We have that ability. We've seen what Predator drones can do. But I want wars fought right here in the comfort of a military command center, maybe in Tampa, where our guys hone in on the target and knock their ass down right to the ground and blow them up and win. Man, the there's, guys. there's literally no one uh, in this room more than me that would love to see that. But unfortunately, we have to send the Eddie Gallagher's of the world there to be our eyes and ears. Oh, so you then, can't we can, can, oh, then we can I, drop him in a prison and a detention center in isolation and accuse him of murder. And uh, then he's fighting for his life for how many years? Yeah. Unlike uh, Hillary Clinton, I don't believe my friend is deplorable. I think he's a hero. I think that he was caught up in a system of politics where, again, left and right, uh, 
negated the fact of right and wrong. I've had more people, my military buddies, tell me all the time that the rules of engagement under Obama, it was like fighting a war handcuffed with your hands behind your back. I will attest that as a true statement. Under Trump, you... Handcuffs are off, and you're there to win. And what happened to the caliphate? How large is it now? It's dead. It's dead. In Syria. And what happened? How did that lead up? And we didn't do it on the ground. Yeah, We did it from the air. It doesn't take a rocket science, but there was also guys on the ground guiding those aircraft. Look, intelligence uh, assets on the ground are are probably always going to be necessary, but we're not having them... Go door to door in Iraq, and meanwhile, you got 30 other people setting trap after trap after trap, knowing where they're headed next. Well, it's been, it's been public policy that, and again, our foreign fighters, they like to get that video footage of, I flew Apaches. They would have guys who would go out and engage our troops, run into a building, a schoolhouse, and we would throw hellfires in it. And the next thing you'd see on CNN is Apache helicopters kills women and children. But that's their plan. They're evil. This is what they do. They will sacrifice anyone and everyone. You know, the question I think we're going to have to grapple with is, and I'm not saying nuclear weapons at all. Don't misinterpret. Liberals will try. But Harry Truman made an important decision, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I'm not saying we go there, but I think we can strategically create weapons that are appropriately that appropriately meet the magnitude of the situation, whatever it happens to be. Like if it's, let's say we got a group of 2,000 jihadis in the desert, okay, whatever that number of munitions that are needed, you use them all. And as long as the American public is willing to understand that total war is truly the only way that you're yeah. going to end these things. And that's... Last thing. Um, all right, so you, you're doing this, um, you're, you're putting this whole thing together for Ground Zero, uh, you're the CEO of Nine Line, and your apparel is phenomenal, and, and you can go online and get it at NineLineApparel.com. NineLineApparel.com. And all the proceeds, by the way, are going to this charity with this documentary you're doing that, that benefits survivors, families, 9-11 that were impacted by that day. Yeah, every year uh, we, we choose a different charity in New York City. Uh, the benevolent funds for the FDNY, the NYPD, uh, and we raise a good amount of money. Last year was over $93,000 from the t-shirt sales. All proceeds, no profit ever goes to us. Uh, and it's a way to show other organizations, put your money where your mouth is. Go show respect and homage for the guys who paid the ultimate sacrifice and take care of their children because that's what we have to do. All right, Tyler, thank you so much. Uh, Tyler Merritt, CEO, Nine Line Apparel. We have a link on Hannity.com. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for letting me be a small part of this. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, that's wrapping things up for today. Let not your heart be troubled. Busy day tomorrow. I'm going to show de Blasio's comments about Trump versus Obama. That we're going to hit. But we have a lot of breaking news tonight on the deep state. Uh, Lindsey Graham, Jim Jordan, Tom Fitton, also John Solomon. Dan Bongino, Geraldo Rivera, and Jeffrey Lord and Sebastian Gorka all coming up 9 Eastern Hannity tonight on the Fox News Channel. Thanks for being with us. You make this show possible, and we will see you back here tomorrow.